Hello and welcome. This is another episode in federal administrative law and uh, security clearance matters. But today I want to deviate. I want to go into an area that is very, very significant for many of my listeners. And uh, this podcast is going to be about a federal action that the federal government uses to remove you from your position for uh, alleged uh, misconduct or um, misfeasant performance. The Edmonds Law Firm, as you know, is a national law firm. We represent uh, both active duty military and federal employees, as well as DOD contractors deployed around the globe. We have offices coast to coast, and uh, I'm speaking from our main office in Florida. And this is Attorney Alan Edmonds. I have been uh, helping people keep their jobs, their clearances, and their military positions for over 46 years. So today I want to talk to you, and this is based on an actual case, by the way. It's an actual case that we won recently. We just got the notice, and um, it uh, concerned the Department of the Army. So that that's interesting right there, because when you get a notice of proposed action or a notice of proposed removal, everyone thinks, well, it's the federal government per se. It's the Department of Defense, or it's some federal agency. And it could be any number of federal agencies that can avail themselves of this process. And what happens is they serve you with a written notice of uh, proposed removal. And it's uh, it's a stick of dynamite, to be honest. Uh, it's very, very um, serious. It has allegations. And uh, we're going to do a series on this because it's important. Uh, it can uh, be a segue into a loss of security clearance, or um, it can stand independent. In other words, you could do something on the job. You could uh, arrive at work after lunch with alcohol in your breath. You could enter a federal building with a gun in your automobile or in your briefcase. Um, you could uh, be engaged in inappropriate conduct, sexual harassment, uh, aggressive behavior could be any number of items. And what happens is the employer, this time the federal government, and more specifically in this case that we're going to discuss, the Department of the Army, issues a notice of proposed removal. And in that notice of proposed removal are specific allegations about the behavior in question. And uh, it's a document that has a lot of information that is very significant, that is often overlooked. And I want to talk about that. When you get these documents of proposed removal or proposed action, they uh, tell you the nature of the action. And they tell you the standard of review. Uh, in this case, it was Title V. Code of Federal Regulations, Part 752, uh, which deals with adverse actions. And that goes right over the head of the reader. 
It also discusses um, Section 752.404, which deals with the procedural steps. And it gives you a lengthy dissertation, a number of paragraphs that is really uh, legalese, written by a lawyer, meant for a lawyer, and here it's in your hands, and you're trying to digest this. And in this particular case, what happened was our client who is deployed in the Far East got this document, and um, they said that uh, they're revoking or terminating his uh, employment, giving him a proposed removal action because he had underlying behavior that raised national security concerns. And we've talked about security clearances in previous podcasts, and I hope you've gone to YouTube. I've got 34 YouTube videos, very short, less than 10 minutes, but very significant because they deal with very narrow issues that you have told me are important to you. And I responded with a YouTube video or a podcast. And in this particular case, the government alleged, as far as the security clearance problems, they alleged that uh, my client had engaged in uh, certain behaviors. And uh, those behaviors uh, gave rise to uh, allegations of alcohol consumption. Uh, there was a DUI involved. And this went back to uh, 2009. And here we are in uh, 2022. And the government is going back 13 years on an alcohol consumption issue. They also raised psychological conditions and said that uh, uh, he had psychological problems there were issues concerning uh, criminal conduct. And um, these allegations come right off of, ironically, uh, the adjudicative guidelines for security clearance. And here they are being used by a federal agency for a proposed removal. So not only did this individual face the loss of employment with proposed removal from his job. But he also was dealing with a revocation action. A statement of reasons was issued, and you know what that is. That's the first step in a revocation of your security clearance. A statement of reasons was issued by the uh, Consolidated Adjudication Facility at Fort Meade, and they were after his clearance. So he was juggling two separate actions, and they are not the same. They have different punitive results, and um, one deals with the clearance, the other deals with employment, but ironically, the same factual basis was being alleged by the government, and we picked this gentleman up. He called us, uh, actually, he emailed us. Uh, from the Middle East and um, retained us and we got involved. Uh, 
the most pressing problem was his job and being removed from his job. So we filed a written response to the action of proposed removal. And our response was over 50 pages long. And I'm happy to say, and you can probably guess, that the response that we did was uh, very persuasive. And in fact, um, we received a written notice just a couple of days ago called Decision on Proposed Removal. And I'll just read the important sentence. It says, quote, this is to inform you of my decision to rescind the proposed removal that was issued earlier. So we saved the job. And that's good because uh, he had bills to pay and families to support, et cetera. So we saved the job and we did it because uh, number one, we're experts in the area. And number two, we did a response which not only included mitigation, but we discussed what's called the Douglas factors and uh, made very, very uh, cogent arguments uh, about the Douglas factors and how they applied. So um, we talked about his rehabilitation. We talked about alternative uh, counseling that could have occurred instead of just a removal. We talked about his performance evaluations. We talked about his length of service and his past work record. We talked about the absence of any disciplinary action that existed. And um, we put this all together. Then we, of course, had a whole booklet of exhibits that our staff uh, is expert at in uh, putting together. And uh, we sent it off. And, of course, uh, it was reviewed. And we got a notice from the Department of the Army. Now, happy ending on part one. Part two is still ongoing, which is a security clearance. In another case, and where this can also um, result in a removal action, is called a proceeding of unsuitability. And that is an interesting action. It's also starts out with a called a notice of proposed action. And what it's saying is that in this particular case, and this is another actual case that we did in my office. And um, it said that our client was uh, unsuitable under 731.202B because of drug use and uh, criminal conduct in Nevada. And um, we argued in response, there was also allegations, I'm reading this as I talk to you folks, of um, false statements that they alleged were uh, intentionally made and intentionally deceptive. And we rebutted that with a formal response to a notice of proposed action about unsuitability. They were saying that because of his dishonesty and because of his uh, criminal behavior and illegal use of drugs that uh, he was unsuitable for the job. 
The drug, of course, was marijuana. And I've already alerted you to the fact that the federal government is moving to legalize marijuana. It has not happened yet. Although uh, the president has recently signed an executive order uh, giving clemency or pardons to uh, convicted individuals of marijuana use. Uh, But the DOD has not yet removed uh, marijuana as uh, a substance, um, a controlled substance, and therefore they're treating it as a basis for removal of a clearance. I personally think, and I've already brought this to the attention of uh, the Secretary of Defense as well as uh, the President of the United States, that I think there's an inherent conflict of interest here. I don't know how the Department of Defense can proceed with marijuana allegations when the President of the United States, which uh, oversees the Department of Defense, when the President of the United States has issued an executive order saying uh, marijuana convictions will be pardoned. I am a, uh, <laughs> I'm a very fierce advocate of uh, protecting my clients' rights And that means that uh, without charging my clients any money, I will take a case. If I think it has uh, particular features and is noteworthy, I'll take that case right up uh, to the White House. And on the way there, I'll take it to uh, the FBI and I'll take it to the Department of Justice for their review and consideration of what I think uh, is an injustice or injustice. So back to the second case, which is a, a, a notice of proposed action for unsuitability. We again got retained. Uh, the client was out of state. We got retained uh, through our websites at uh, allenedmonds.com or nationalsecurityclearances.com. And you know uh, our 800 number is available to you, 800-481-2526. This client retained us, and we filed a response to the uh, unsuitability action. And we received a, this uh, agency, by the way, was the United States uh, Environmental Protection Agency, EPA. And uh, we received a letter from the EPA. And I will read the uh, words that I love to read says, quote, uh, we have deemed it pertinent, the information that you provided, we considered your response, and we have decided, quote, that we are not proceeding with any suitability action against you. So once again, I was able to save a career This particular client was a family person and had kids and mortgage like most of us. So uh, he continues on in his career. His security clearance is intact and his job is intact. And these were all initiated by different federal agencies. In the first case, I told you it was the Department of the Army. And in the second case, it was the Environmental Protection Agency. But it could be any federal agency. It could be uh, Department of Homeland Security, the State Department. Um, I mean, there's so many, many federal agencies that can initiate these actions. 
But the important uh, thing for you to grasp now is that there is hope that you can win these cases, not unfortunately by yourself. You're going to need help. But um, our firm charges flat fees, and uh, there are no surprises. But we are aggressive and passionate, and we relish a chance to go against the federal government. It's the biggest opponent you can have. All of the lawyers in this law firm are trial lawyers. Uh, we are aggressive, and um, we're not afraid. If a case warrants it to be uh, turned over to the Department of Justice, because I think there's been some uh, erroneous behavior or uh, conduct that I, I don't find appropriate, I'll turn it over to the Department of Justice or even the FBI. All that because I want to protect your rights and all that because I want to make an effective change in the way federal agencies move against employees that don't have the funds to fight this giant. They don't have the education or knowledge. And there's so many law firms that charge tens of thousands of dollars that getting an attorney becomes a exercise in futility. But uh, at the Edmonds Law Firm, we love those fights. And uh, we welcome your calls at 800-481-2526. If you have questions, please call me. Again, this is Attorney Alan Edmonds. And um, I hope you'll join us in the future. We're posting podcasts and YouTube videos at least once or twice a week for your benefit. Thank you.